This is Jamie Andelin, and you're listening to my podcast, Your Turned On Desire. Hey friend, before we start, if you would like to continue to hear more free content about sex and intimacy, then please leave a positive review for this podcast. I promise no matter what, you'll keep getting this content for free, but it encourages me to keep going and creating better and better content when I hear from you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being here. Sex is a form of play. Really, everything we do in this life is us taking on different roles and dynamics and then playing around within these roles and dynamics. And then sex is a place where we play around with different dynamics, the ones that we don't typically typically take on in our everyday lives. So we take on the role of parent or child. We take on the role of employee or employer. We play around with the role of husband and wife or fraternity member or good church girl, daughter-in-law, etc. And then within these roles, we take on different dynamics and we play around with those. You might be a fraternity member and you might take on the role and dynamic of being the fraternity party planner. So on Thursday, you decide to call it Thirsty Thursday, and everyone gathers at the frat house to drink on Thursdays. In this role, you are the planner and the carry-outer of the events, so your dynamics would be the planning and the carrying it out of the plans. And you might Or you might be in a good church girl role and decide to play around with the dynamic of people pleasing. You decide to not say no to anything. You say yes to all the activities at church. You offer to help. You're the first one to sign up if someone needs a meal, etc. Now, sex is the place that adults go to play around in different roles and dynamics. Whether we realize it or not, we are always playing around with different dynamics None of the dynamics are wrong, but if we don't realize that we are playing around in different dynamics, then we will completely miss the mark and struggle in our sex lives and wonder what the heck is going on. We will say to ourselves, why is this so confusing? And we will be energetically strangling our spouses, trying to get them to do what we want them to do, but it won't work. And I'll explain this with a story. I hate blowjobs, Stephanie said to me. We argue about blowjobs all the time. He's always asking for one, and I hate doing it. I'm tired of pretending to like it, and I'm tired of avoiding it, and I'm really tired of arguing about them. I said to her, that's because a blowjob is a caretaking dynamic in sex. Giving him a blowjob equals... You're taking care of him. And because you take care of him often in your everyday life by working around his schedule, protecting his emotions, making dinner every day according to his liking, making yourself busy so he doesn't think you're lazy, avoiding the music and movies you like so he can watch the ones he likes, etc. You're taking care of him in the bedroom is the last thing you're going to want to do. Here's another example from another couple's point of view. Michael would love for his wife, Michelle, 
to give him a blowjob. She doesn't seem to like giving him blowjobs, though. She never does it spontaneously. And whenever he asks, she says no in a million different ways. And sometimes she will give him a blowjob, but she doesn't seem to enjoy it or want it. This is all from Michael's perspective. Michael realizes he doesn't just want a blowjob. He wants Michelle to want to give him a blowjob, but he realized that she may never want to. So he settles for the hope of maybe getting one for his birthday. At least if he doesn't ask her for one and put the pressure on, she may surprise him with one. This is what he expects. Michelle knows he wants a blowjob. She knows he wants one. He doesn't have to remind her. This isn't brand new information to her. And every time he brings it up, she is reminded that she isn't enough for him. This is from her perspective. And it makes her sad and insecure. And sometimes she will feel obligated and give him a blowjob for his birthday. But she isn't looking forward to it. She has to gear herself up all day for it. And then when it's time... She can barely last for five minutes or less before she gives up and hopes that that will suffice. Now, what these couples are missing is that the dynamic of giving a blowjob is what I told my client Stephanie. It's actually a caretaking dynamic. It would mean that Michelle and Stephanie would take on the role in their sex life as someone who is taking care of their husband, who is a giver to the husband. And this is all great. There's nothing wrong with that unless they are already very much in the caretaking role in their everyday life, meaning they play around with the dynamic of taking care of their spouse, managing emotions, making sure the schedules are according to them, making themselves available for things, just taking care of their husband. You know, making sure he has what he needs and what he wants and and arranging their lives in a way so that they're kind of supporting him and taking care of him. They are already playing this caretaker taker role in their everyday life often. And so that means playing around in this dynamic in the bedroom isn't going to excite them. It's not going to turn them on. Their husbands, they could ask for a blowjob and as long as they're playing around in the caretaking role in their everyday lives, they're not going to be turned on by the idea of caretaking their husbands. Sex is a place where most of us as women are typically looking to get out of our everyday roles and we would rather play around with the different dynamics that aren't part of our everyday life. But in order to really get on board with this idea of sex being a place you go to get out of your everyday roles, you have to see sex as it truly is, which is a game, a form of play, a place we use our imagination, a place where we play around with different dynamics and roles. You know how children, when they play, it's super easy for them to get on board with playing different dynamics. They'll play cops and robbers. They'll play um, cowboys and Indians, you know. They play, when they play house, they don't necessarily become like the good little mother, you know. They want to they wanna get outside of the roles. Like I know when I played house when I was a little girl, I didn't want to be the little girl. I didn't want to be the daughter. I wanted to be the mom. 
And a lot of times my play wasn't just about life going perfectly. We would always throw in dynamics that would cause problems to solve that were outside of our everyday life, like my baby drowning in the river or falling into the river and I have to figure out what to do. Or we have to gather on a boat and all of us are traveling to another destination to save our families from the famine, you know, we're super poor, you know, stuff like that. That is, those are the dynamics I played around in. And a lot of us played around in when we were younger, because they were dynamics that were getting us out of our everyday roles. And when we played, when we were children, we use our imagination. And we did not think that if we were in the robber dynamic, and somebody else was in the cop dynamic, that we were, for some reason, going to become robbers when we grew up. We were just playing around with dynamics that seemed different to us. Also, that's how children worked through a lot of problems. Like, I know that we would play, and things that we couldn't really talk about or make sense of, we would they would show up in the way we were playing. And so... These are play dynamics. And as adults, we still do this. And we use our imagination to play around with dynamics that we either can't make sense of, aren't sure about, aren't using in our everyday life. And we show up and we kind of navigate these dynamics. And in that's what sex is between married couples. It's a form of play where you show up and play around with different dynamics. And so if the normal dynamics that you have in your everyday life do not turn you on in the bedroom, that's a good thing. <laughs> Learn from this. It's okay. It's supposed to be this way because sex is a form of play. And so you're going to want to get out of your dynamics in the bedroom with your sexual partner. That's what makes sex fun. And that's what turns us on. That's what makes us want to go to the place of sex to play. Our sex hormones don't just determine our sexual desire and arousal and support our reproductive systems, but our sex hormones are actually what support our nervous systems, our stress response systems, our quality of sleep, our digestion, and our emotional regulation. That's why our sexual energy is also referred to as life force energy because our sex hormones support our life force, our energy, our mood, and our overall wellness. When our sex hormones are naturally supported and are producing correctly, you'll also experience an increase in your libido and you'll feel more aroused. I've been looking for 20 years for a supplement like the one I have found called Ignite Her. It's the perfect amount and combination of natural food sources like beetroot and shatavari that work together to support your ovulation and metabolize your hormones properly. I have enjoyed the natural boost in my arousal, lubrication, and desire as I've been taking this supplement. And I have heard back from many women who have tried this supplement and they agree that they feel a very natural increase of their natural arousal with no negative side effects. Here's what I've heard back from some of my podcast listeners after they have tried the supplement. I feel so much more in tune with my feminine energy. I feel sexier. I have an increased libido and sex is much hotter. 
let's just say it's getting spicy in the bedroom. Someone said they're feeling more of a sex drive, especially after having a baby and being in the early stages of perimenopause. One podcast listener named Lacey sent this to me. I've listened to your podcast. I'm obsessed. I'm totally your ideal client. I've super struggled with my sex drive and I just have this whole long story. It was so hard for me to have my doctor tell me, oh, that's just being a mom. I did all of the mind work and I, that I knew to do and it was still hard for me. Once I started taking this supplement, all of the mind and emotional work that I learned from you became so much easier. And now my sex life is so much better. So I can honestly say that if anyone is struggling with the mind emotion work that Jamie teaches to increase desire and that feels too hard, the supplement helps to support that and makes it so much easier. The mind emotional work is so important, but some people like me need attention in the physical area for the other work to have the most impact. I hope that this helps and makes sense. Like Lacey said, having an easy sex life requires mental, emotional, relational, and physical attention. If you're finding the emotional, mental, and relational work to be too challenging, then you may need some extra support for your sex hormones. If your sex hormones are not properly producing, then trying to increase desire will be a dead end street. There's a link in this podcast episode if you want to try out the supplement called Ignite Her. I'm excited to know what you think. Okay, so think about this for a minute. If a woman is married to a more dominant type of husband, then she won't be turned on by dominance in the bedroom, most likely. If her husband doesn't make decisions outside of the bedroom, like she asks for his input and he responds with answers like, whatever's easier for you, babe, then what will turn her on in the bedroom will be her husband taking on the dynamic where he makes decisions in the bedroom. Understanding that sex is a form of play where we go and play around with different dynamics changes the game of sex in your marriage. If we don't see and understand this concept, then sex will stay confusing and frustrating for, well, forever. (laughs) When we understand this concept, sex becomes a form of play in our marriages. We can also change dynamics in our relationship and family and home to support the sexual relationship of the marriage. If If you're a husband and you desire more caretaking activities during sex, then change up the roles in your everyday life so that caretaking is one that your wife will enjoy playing around with in the bedroom. I know years ago, I hated doing, I hated blowjobs. I hated showing up and serving my husband. That was because, not because I didn't love him, not because I didn't want him to feel good or I didn't enjoy taking care of him. It was just that when it came to sex, that did not turn me on because I was taking care of him so well (laughs) outside the bedroom. I would keep myself busy so that it looked like I was busy, even though I really wanted to rest. I just didn't want him to think I was lazy. He was going to work all day and I didn't want him to come home and think that he worked all day and I just didn't do anything around the house. So I would push myself to do things. I wouldn't make meals that he didn't like. If he said, hmm, I don't really like this meal, I would never make it again, even if I liked it. I avoided the music and the media that I enjoyed because 
he didn't like it. And I just wanted to take care of him. I wanted to manage his emotions. I wanted him to feel good all the time. And so I would do things to make sure I was taking care of him. The problem was when it came to the bedroom, I didn't want to do anything that would take care of him. And I was avoiding all kinds of pleasure. I was avoiding my own pleasure because I knew he would like it. It would take care of him. I was avoiding doing any kind of sexual act that he enjoyed because it would be taking care of him. And it was this dynamic that I was wrestling with. But I didn't realize what was going on. And so thank goodness I was able to figure this out. And I've been able to help hundreds of women with this because if you're hating doing certain things in the bedroom, it isn't always this sexual act that you hate. Most of the time, it's whatever dynamic the two of you are taking on that you are not wanting to play around with because it's not a dynamic that turns you on. Now, I want to leave you with a really important tip that you may want to rewind and listen to it after I say it so it can really sink in. If someone else is enjoying a better sex life than you are, they are better at the game of sex in some ways. This is good news because that means you can learn from them how to enjoy a better sex life. Don't think to yourself that they have it easier or that they married better. Don't think that they had shortcuts or they were able to break the rules somehow. All they did was they learned the skills, they practiced them, and now they enjoy their rewards. All right, that's all for today. I just want to let you know that my online program has space for 10 more women. I've limited this number because I want to give myself the space to acclimate to the new number of women who have been coming into the program. I wouldn't want too many women coming in and then I'm unable to keep up with the messages and the calls in order to help you. So I'll let in 10 more women and then I'm going to close the enrollment for a bit to see how we do. And then I'll open it again if we can handle it. So once you enroll, you have lifetime access to all the content and the calls and support in the program. There is a link that you can read about the details of the program, read the feedback from the women in the group and my private clients, and also enroll on my Instagram account. Or you can just go ahead and you can click on the link in the details of this episode. Join now and you'll experience a great relief in your sex life instantly. So many women say to me that the moment they enrolled in the program, they had this like peace wash over them. They knew they were on the right track and also enroll because we have a hormones class coming up on September 13th where I'm going to explain hormones to you in a way nobody has. You'll really want to learn what I'm going to teach you if you're a menstruating woman or if you're going through perimenopause. But as always, all women are welcome to learn about their beautiful female bodies.